Hello, and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast. I'm Karma Yeshi Rabgay. You can find more podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices on the Buddhism Guide app. Download it now from the Apple Store and Google Play. This episode is called Five Qualities of a Spiritual Teacher. I'm often asked what qualities should we look for in a spiritual teacher. Gautama Buddha stated there are five qualities, and they are The Dharma should be taught with the thought, I will speak step by step. I will speak explaining the sequence. I will speak out of compassion. I will speak not for the purpose of material reward. I will speak without disparaging others. These are the five qualities, so let's look at them individually, and as we go through them, keep your teachers in mind, and see if they embrace these five qualities. Firstly, the teacher should speak step by step. It is of very little use to learn about emptiness or non-self if you haven't first understood that there is an unease or discontentment running throughout your life. When I first started studying Buddhism, I had so many teachings on what a Buddhisattva does and doesn't do, but didn't know exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I learnt about how Milarippa got enlightened in one lifetime, but Gautama Buddha took three countless eons. I expect these stories have their place, but it certainly isn't when one is just starting out on the path. We need to start at the beginning of the path and slowly work our way along, one step at a time. This will help reduce confusion. One of the great things about Buddhism is that many teachings are numbered. Five precepts, ten harmful acts, four noble truths, five qualities of a teacher. And so this makes it easier to follow and remember the individual steps of the teachings. Secondly, the teacher should explain the sequence. I've had teachings where someone has asked about why things are done in a certain order, only to be told that it's tradition. Very annoying and not very helpful. So the sequence should be explained. Why, in the Four Noble Truths, do we start with there is suffering and then go on to the causes of suffering, followed by There is an end to suffering, and finally, the path that leads to the end of our suffering. There is a reason for this sequence, and your teacher should explain it clearly. This will ensure there is no confusion or misunderstanding. Thirdly, the teacher's motivation for teaching should be one of kindness, caring, and compassion. He should see that people are discontented with their lives and need some help to reduce their suffering. The teacher should not be motivated by pride, thinking they are better than their students, or arrogance, thinking they know more than their students. Their teaching should be grounded in an overwhelming sense of wanting to help others. Fourthly, 
The teacher should not teach just to get material gain. Over the years, I've come across many Buddhist teachers with huge houses, large cars, big TVs, and all the material trappings of the 21st century. This really is a turn-off. How can anyone sit and listen to a teacher telling them not to get attached to things when the teacher quite clearly is attached himself? I do understand that some teachers are professionals and so have to charge, so as to make a living. There's no problem with that if their fees are reasonable and they're not just teaching to rip people off. A friend of mine told me a story about when she went to a teaching in America. She wasn't working at the time and so had very little money, but she really wanted the teaching. She asked the centre if she could do some work for them to pay off the cost of the teaching. She was told that it wasn't a charity and she would never go to a supermarket and ask to work to pay off her grocery bill. So why is she asking them? This is wrong on so many levels. Finally, their teaching should not disparage others. I have to be honest with you and say I've had quite a few teachings that have put other schools of Buddhism down. This, I believe, is done so the teacher can gain control over the students. They say that their teachings are the quickest, best, simplest, most powerful way to reach enlightenment. All of this is said without offering up any proof. I've also had teachers making fun of other religions because they don't believe what Buddhists believe. One ridiculed other religions for believing in God and then he proceeded to do a protector prayer. This prayer is to ask some mythical being outside of yourself to help you. In other words, a God. Buddhism is just one form of help we can use to reduce our suffering. It isn't the only one. We're all different, and so what suits one will not suit another. So, the teacher should give you the facts and not spend time disparaging others. I'd like to add another quality that I think is also very important, and that is the five precepts. I believe any Buddhist teacher should attempt to follow the precepts. Of course, they're only human and may come up short sometimes, but they should at least try to follow them. I personally find it hard to take someone seriously if they are trying to teach me how to act when they quite clearly cannot act that way themselves. Do as I say and not as I do doesn't wash these days. So this is how Buddha said a teacher should act. But what about the student? Some people think to show respect to their teacher, they have to bow down to them, treat them as higher beings, shower them with gifts, and blindly follow every word they say. I do not think this sycophantic way of acting is giving respect. If you truly want to respect your teacher, then listen to their teachings, ask questions to clear up any doubt, meditate on the teaching, and then, finally, put what they have taught into practice. Now what better way to respect anyone? The problem with a student acting in a sycophantic way 
is that they sometimes end up lusting after time with the teacher, hanging on their every word, and doing things they wouldn't usually do, just to please this higher being. They totally forget that this is about the student and not the teacher. They project special powers onto the teacher, which they don't have. I have a friend that thinks his teacher can hear and see everything that is happening to him. If the teacher looks at him in an angry way, he will look back over the last few days and imagine it is for something he did. This way of thinking is not just irrational, it is also dangerous, as it is leaving yourself wide open for abuse and a big downfall. Once you start seeing this human being as someone higher, better and more worthy than yourself, you start along that slippery slope to being taken for a ride. This is how cults are formed. You think the teacher is a godlike figure and he knows what is good for you, so you surrender to him. He gets you doing irrational and quite often immoral things, but you just blindly follow because he is the chosen one, he knows best. This can lead you to act in an unethical way, do things you would never have dreamed of doing until you met your teacher, and it can also lead to psychological problems. What it definitely won't do is help alleviate your suffering. If your teacher is any good, he will tell you up front that he does not have all the answers, he is not a higher being, and he is just sharing his experiences and wants to learn from your experiences. But many teachers love the adulation as it boosts their pride and makes them feel special. For them, it is all about ego, power, control and money. It has very little to do with wanting to help others. I think I should end on a positive note. There are without doubt some wonderful teachers out there, ones that are compassionate, grounded and informed. We just have to root them out. It is extremely important to have a teacher to guide us along our chosen path, so please do not be put off by bad teachers. Good teachers by far outweigh the bad ones. You can find more information about this and similar subjects in my books The Best Way to Catch a Snake, Life's Meandering Path and Ripples in the Stream. They're all available now on Amazon and Kindle. And don't forget to check out the Buddhism Guide app. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the only person you can ever really know is yourself.